Hey everybody, this is Courtney. And this is Allison. And you are listening to Murder Porn. Chicka pew 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 pew. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome. So today on our show, um, despite the fact that we were attacked for being too political, we are going to do a political. It's about to be so political up in this bitch podcast. <laughs> so if this is not your thing, move on. Move on. The next episode will be murder yet again, but still probably some politics because that's just how we go. We'll so probably talk a little. Find politics. the fucking fast forward button. Or just honestly, like, we don't we don't need you. <laughs> well, and so we haven't put this on our Instagram, but I already made a video about it. Um, so the whole thing is, is that, like, if you're interested in true crime, I think a lot of people are interested in true crime because they want to understand, like, why people do a lot of these things. Not only that, I mean, obviously morbid curiosity. Yeah. A lot well, of I really just, like, it all started out for me wanting to know, like, what perfect storm of shit creates a serial killer? Like, what makes exactly. them tick? And there's actually been a lot of work done by John Douglas. <laughs> you yeah. don't know how I feel about the man himself. <laughs> yeah. So um, my whole thing is that, like, I I wanted to know, like, why did people do these kind of things? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I have two degrees. I have one in criminal justice and one in nursing and both bachelor's degrees. And so if you ignore laws and politics and the effect that it's going to have on laws, um, you're like ignoring like an element of how people fall into these like into committing crime yeah, and getting involved in crimes. So... I, I personally believe that, like, you should talk a little bit of politics when you're talking about these kind of things. Sure. So that's kind of, like, why we do the way that we do. We're also extremely opinionated people. Passionate. So, yeah. Uh, life is too short to not speak your mind at this point. Also, we don't make any money for this. <laughs> like, yeah. This is free to you guys and we spend a lot of time so we're gonna talk about what we want to talk about on our podcast yeah period yeah period um i mean i know we do ask for like feedback and stuff but not we, that we ask for like nice feedback and i felt like this was a little trolly it was like, so if you don't like the politics cool like don't listen to the pop like move on yeah um so our people will find us (laughs) i feel like we're also purposefully excluding like in talking politics it kind of like tailors it so we can get a follower base that like is is like us that like-minded like us um and i can also understand some people who um obviously you want to support people who are like you yeah so um, that's that seems to be talked about a lot on TikTok right now is a lot of people coming out in support of certain things and some people saying that they don't have to throw their support to to things. They don't. But the thing is, is that a lot of these followers want to know who they're supporting because yeah. these people are making money off of their viewership and their engagement. Well, so. and I would like to, for it to get there at some point, but would we expect somebody who 
disagrees with us or doesn't like por- like large portions of our podcast to throw support at us yeah yeah financially or anything no yeah so and i mean we don't want that for you and i'm sure you guys don't want it for us but then again you might want to listen to us because you don't want to sit in an echo chamber either yeah so i mean that's the thing too so anyway so this one is going to definitely be political because it is about roe v wade and the overturning of roe v wade um so if this is not going to be for you, you you can move on yeah but as <laughs> as people in this country of the united states of america who each have uteruses and are of childbearing years and i have a daughter yeah i'm concerned we felt that we needed to do this mm-hmm. so let me tell you this was hard for me to do because it made me feel very hopeless yes you kept messaging me like i don't think i can do this anymore like we're fucked yeah. we're fucked it this was, it doesn't stop at row, y'all. It does not stop at row. Yeah. So anyway, we'll talk about that. I'm gonna jump into it. Yeah. So, um, just to give you guys the backstory of Roe v. Wade, um, because there was a lot of this I didn't even completely understand or know about. Roe v. Wade didn't just establish um, abortion rights. Um, it establishes the constitutional right to privacy. So we'll get into that. But it did establish our constitutional right to abortion. So the ruling was on January 22nd, 1973. So this basically, the ruling basically declared states could not ban abortion before viability, which at the time that this, that this was ruled, uh, that would have been 28 weeks due to medical advancement. It's now 23 to 24 weeks uh, pregnancy. So um, Norma McCorvey, who was 22 years old, um, she was five months pregnant in 1970 in Texas with her third child, and she wanted an abortion. Um Lawyers Sarah Weddington and Linda Coffey took on her case challenging the prohibition of abortions with the exception to save mother. That's what Texas law was. And now I believe that's Texas's law. Yeah, but where do you Even draw now. the line is the problem. Um, they challenged Henry, Henry Wade, the DA for Dallas County. So he is the Wade and the Roe comes from um, calling Norma Jane Roe. Um, Which was a play on Jane Doe. Yes. Basically for anonymity. Yeah. Until recently. They, they, then they did a documentary and she, she said, oh, she, she said, I am Jane Roe or something like that. The documentary on Hulu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it, honestly. Okay. I, I thought I had seen pictures of her. Yeah. Like, but she the, there is was like the face of the documentary. I know, but the old, there was old pictures of her like holding hands oh, with her so. attorney out on the court. So I'm pretty sure people knew so who she, she was. So she wasn't anonymous. Okay. Well, I don't know because I wasn't born in the I 70s, think it so. was probably like anonymous at the, when it first started, but I'm pretty sure. And then sure at a certain point, everybody. she was like, I have a duty. I should have, I should have like looked into that, but I, it was my understanding that like okay. she was known. I don't know. Maybe. Let us know, people. Um, so this established the trimester framework. So initially, it, there was a framework based on trimester. 
and I'll get into when that changed. But so according to the Supreme Court, in the first trimester, um, abortions, which are considered to be safer than giving birth, are completely allowed. They cannot be restricted by states. Okay. Um, With the exception of imposing medical safeguards. Obviously, uh, Norma Jean can't, uh, down the road, can't be giving you an abortion. Uh, You can't do that. So this is within the first 12-week period. Yeah. You need, like, a medical professional in a safe location to do this for you. That That's basically what they mean by imposing... Well, it's better than using a fucking coat hanger and killing yourself. Exactly. That's what they mean by ex, uh, medical safeguards. In the second trimester, it can be regulated, but only with the purpose of protecting the mom's health. So they cannot ban it in the second trimester, um, but it can be regulated to protect mom and that's because it's considered at that point to not be as safe in the first as it was in the first trimester in the third trimester it can be banned with the exception of saving mom or her health like saving mom's life or for her health so there has to be trimester yeah so there had to be exceptions what if the baby's not viable outside of the womb because it hasn't like developed certain organs or it's got a certain unfixable birth i think i think at that point so in this at this point of time when they established this train uh trimester framework a state could ban it in the third trimester and if there was like any sort of viability issues with the fetus um it didn't matter at that point. She had to carry it to term. She had to carry it to term. I th- she had to have a baby living inside her that she knew would not be able to live outside of her and had to go through the laboring process. If I remember correctly, like ultrasounds at this point of time, like in the 70s, were not as oh, prevalent. So I don't think you would have caught on to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But say, for example, if they had held on to that trimester framework, if you had found out later on in your pregnancy that the baby would die immediately upon like being born you couldn't terminate a pregnancy unless it was to save your life or your health now i guess there could have been made an argument that you know like this will affect my mental health but there's a lot of like when it comes to laws and stuff you can always make arguments for things this is the problem that we're going to see in the near future or like we're seeing now so this whole thing just makes me want to fucking cry now the trimester framework was overturned in 1992 when planned uh with planned parenthood v casey so they tossed out the trimester framework but retained rose essential holding that you cannot ban abortion prior to viability so you a state cannot ban abortion prior to the viability of a fetus so that would be the 23 24 mark then enters the argument regarding the gray area of what is viable yes now and then also like medical advancements are becoming better and better i've heard of a 21 weeker surviving fucking crazy to me like they don't even have like their skin fully developed at that point like you they're, all, they're transparent a lot of creatures. viability comes down to whether or not their lungs are going like from my understanding before 21 weeks like their lungs are basically just there's really nothing there 
Like they're just like well, kind I of. I mean, at, at what point even? So like when you first I mean they get have lungs and you hear a heartbeat, it is actually not a heart. It is just like there's the like a stimulus of the cell group, right? So my understanding what it is. So I was looking into this, like, because there are some people that are saying it's all you're catching is the electrical activity. There's no actually, there's no formed chambers of the heart. Right. There is, like, a muscle there that can, like, kind of beat, but you don't. that you grow that inside of you just from, like, yeah. two single cell organs. Exactly. Just fucking crackers, dude. So, like, there is, like, a muscle inside of there, but it doesn't have, like, the chambers of the heart itself that um that like starts to form over time so it's not pushing blood it's just kind of beating kind of pulsating it is just electrical but it's a lot of electrical activity unfortunately we can replicate that on cells of a fucking spinach leaf so (laughs) if that science people science is amazing um so at what age at do you know when they actually do develop a heart like a fully it's, functioning. It's just over time. Like, so I know by 20 weeks, uh, you can, when they do the anatomy scan, you can see the sections well, that's why of the heart. At what it, at, that's at what point you can also tell the sex of the child. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you can, I, I know you can like, about 12 to 14 weeks, I know if they can look to see what the sex is, but it's not very accurate. Right. They always say five months. Yeah, so 20, 20 weeks. Yeah. I've never had a baby. I'm just going based on uh, my experience with my friends because I'm always like, boy or girl, boy or girl, boy or girl. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can like, get DNA testing to check. Oh, because of the hormones, right? Yes. Um, but even that, from my understanding, that is inaccurate. Like, 100%. No. I've heard of I've people. I've known people, even in modern age, thinking they were having a boy and then they have a girl. Yeah. Well, or like up until the very end when they're like, uh, turns out you bought everything gendered and this child is a girl, not a boy. Okay, back from the break. Yeah, we have to take a little <laughs> pee pee break and, a body. and I, make iced coffee on steroids. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'm um, a coffee artisan in case it, I'm a cocktail artisan in general. <laughs> so. That, that's usually why, what happens with us. We either get drunk or we drink yeah. coffee. One of the two. It's mostly coffee. <laughs> it's mostly coffee. Yeah. I, um, I actually am so excited for this time of year because all my herbs are like healthy and we can do like fresh herbs in my cocktails. So like one of the things that I like to do is get cucumbers and cut them up mm-hmm. and um, mint and I'll either just do that with sparkling water or I'll do it with sparkling water and like a little vodka or tequila and it's delightful. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It's so refreshing. Yummy. Anyway. <laughs> so we went totally off topic. Yeah, my bad. Row, uh, Alcohol. This shit makes me want to fucking drink. <laughs> exactly. Um so as I said, so the 1992 ruling of Planned, Par- P- Planned Parenthood v. Casey tossed out that trimester framework. Okay. So when Texas was arguing their um, points, um, basically they tried to, obviously, as we know, they were trying to argue that 
life begins at conception and then other than to protect the life of the mother, a state has a right to protect all prenatal life, obviously no exception to rape and incest, all must be protected um, because it's a person, basically. So that was like kind of their argument. When the just uh, when Scotus made their ruling, they ruled seven to two, obviously in favor of Roe. They brought up several different amendments and several different precedent or past precedent cases. So the first amendment that they brought up was the Fourteenth Amendment, which was established during the Reconstruction era, so when they abolished slavery. There's five different sections to that whole entire amendment, Um, but the most important being the first section, which talks about, it gives like a summary of American citizenship and residency in states, Um, and it basically grants equal protection of laws. So, it says, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. They brought up that one. They brought up the Fourth Amendment, which is protection from state state intrusion. And the Ninth Amendment, obviously a lot of these are more eloquently said in the Constitution, Um including the Ninth Amendment, which to summarize basically states that the government does not own the rights that are listed in the Constitution or that are not listed in the Constitution. Instead, those rights belong to the people. Okay. So if it's not listed in the Constitution, the government does not own that right. The people do. Well, I mean, typically speaking, um, typically speaking, when it comes to contract law, it always sides in favor of, like, the party who doesn't really have a choice. Like, if it's a contract of adherence, it means that, like, you adhere to their rules. But if their rules are vague or ambiguous, it goes in favor of that person who's supposed to be adhering, not yeah. the one who made the rules. So that makes sense. So when I was, like, so when I read the, like, the summary of, like, the Ninth Amendment, I actually, like, it took me back to government class and I remember watching, like, this dramatization. What the fuck was the government teacher's name? Mr. I don't remember. <laughs> I was his TA. I can't remember his name. He was awesome. Well, I remember, like, be watching, like, some dramatization, like, movie of, like, these people fighting it out on, like, what was going to be an amendment. Or, was like, it night? night? I'm sorry. No. I'm going to not be able to stop thinking about it now. Go ahead. Um, Dramatization. Yeah, this dramatization of, like, them fighting out, like, what was going to be in the Constitution. And I I remember them, like, making up, like, some sort of amendment that basically almost makes so many different rights inclusive. And then I was like, this must have been it. But it was James Madison that popped this one out. He also, I think it was Madison or Jefferson who also thought that the Constitution should be revised every 20 years. I believe it was Madison. So that it be, didn't become an obsolete yes. thing. And I mean, look, people, we're still governing an entire country based on a document that was written when 
black people were only considered three quarters of a person and women basically had no rights at all. Exactly. Couldn't own land. Nada, nada, nada. Well, and then there was also, so in the Roe v. Wade decision, they also discussed different societies and cultures and their rights to abortion. Um, Back when the Constitution was written, I had found this out that a lot of the Constitution, you know, uh, we based a lot of our laws off of the British government, obviously, because we were basically all British. And or that's like what a lot of like the original 13 states were or 13 colonies. Can you can you sue Supreme Court justices? I don't know. It's just a random thought. If I don't know. Because they are causing serious fucking damage. I'm not sure. I didn't. I briefly had thought. I don't know. Um, I'm going to anyway. Google that while you continue. <laughs> so. Anyway, so they like. At this time. They wouldn't have included the right to an abortion in the Constitution. Because it was a British law. Like. And so, therefore, it was a law in our country. You just had the right to an abortion. So, why would the hell would they ever not include some, or, like, why the hell would they ever include something like that? They probably never foresaw that this was ever going to be an issue. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, They also cited earlier decisions in their decision. So, like, earlier case precedents. So, there was Meyer versus Nebraska that they cited, which had... um, Meyer was, or sorry, Nebraska was trying to put restrictions on languages that could be studied or um, languages that could be used in education. So, like, obviously, if you if you were German, like, you couldn't go to a German school. They, they were trying to, like, establish that. Um, obviously, they ruled in favor of Meyer and not Nebraska in that situation. Um, they talked about the uh, Pierce versus the Society of Sisters. So Oregon was trying to enforce a law that all students had to go to a pub. All, all students had to go to public schools. So they obviously did not rule in favor of Oregon on that one. So you can go to private schools. And well, then duh, they, I mean, come on now. Yeah. And then they also cited Griswold versus Connecticut, which is starting to be talked about now, which is the right uh, to married couples having contraceptives. So basically. They took all of this, all of these amendments, all of these case precedents, and came up with the right, the constitutional right to privacy. So a woman has a constitutional right to privacy to terminate a pregnancy. When they discussed uh, Texas's argument about um, prenatal life, the court rejected the idea that it was a person because the constitution did not use um there was no indication that the constitution's use of the word person was meant to include a fetus Um, i mean they scientifically it's not a fucking person i mean look i'm not here to offend anybody but if it still requires a host to survive in this world then it's not a full person well so they went on and and I'm, I'm directly quoting Roe. Um, they said, we need not resolve the difficult question of when a life begins. 
when those trained in the respective disciplines of medicine, philosophy, and theology are unable to arrive at any consensus, the judiciary in this point in development of man's knowledge is not in a position to speculate as to the answer. So, layman terms. Layman terms, they are not in a place to establish when life begins because nobody can agree at this point. Well, also, they're not medical professionals. Exactly. Okay, got this. I'm going to interrupt for a moment. I just want everybody to know that judicial immunity, blah, I cannot speak today, you guys. I'm having issues. Okay, start over. Judicial immunity is a form of sovereign immunity which protects judges and others employed by the judiciary from liability resulting from their judicial actions. Though judges have immunity from lawsuit, in constitutional democracies, judicial misconduct or bad personal behavior is not completely protected. Congress is given the authority to hold impeachment proceedings against all such federal judges. So if they, if they, they can be removed for office for A, willful misconduct in office, or B, willful disregard of or failure to perform his or her duties. So I think, I mean, there's a lot of talk about um, Clarence Thomas right now. Yeah. So Roe v. Wade, a set the framework for Obergefell and versus Hodges, which is the fundamental right to marry, i.e. you can be in a same-sex relationship and marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, which they're also fucking with right now. So w- with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, because this is this its foundation, the foundation of the fundamental right to marry goes back to the right to privacy. Right. So you can marry and fuck whoever the fuck you want to. Woo! So, because it is your... Sexual revolution! Yeah. It's your supposedly constitutional right to be able to do that. Except, I guess, not anymore. No, because we are in a country founded by fucking Puritan prudes. So, Dobbs versus Jackson, which is the one... Right now, Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization. Mississippi had made a law that was restricting abortion. Abortions. Fucking Mississippi. Um, at like a certain. I was complaining to you about Mississippi recently for completely different issues. I'm too. pretty sure in Mississippi like the last... is like the toilet of the universe. <laughs> Mississippi, we were talking about it in the last podcast we were talking about. Uh, no, it was a private conversation that you and I were having about that. Um, that poor kid that they Emmett just. Till. Yes. Anyway. Fuck, dude. We'll get into that one later. Yeah, we're going to do an episode on him. Poor guy. Um. So. I think they should prosecute that fucking woman. Basically, Mississippi was trying to impose a ban at a certain week i want to say it was like i can't even remember what the week is was uh but so the jackson's women's health organization was like no no this is uh violates roe and also like planned parenthood v casey 
Um, so that got over, like both of them got overturned. And in this one, and in this decision with the Supreme Court, they basically had stated there is absolutely no constitutional right to abortion. It does not say in the Constitution that. I read an article um, that I thought was quite interesting that basically said that this spits in the face of the Ninth Ninth Amendment. It spits which in is the face of every woman in this country ever. Which is technically in the first ten um, amendments, so therefore it is the Bill of Rights. So it spits in the face of the Ninth Amendment, which states if it's not basically in the Constitution, it is not a right of the government, it is a right of the people. Yeah, I'm so it's basically like, like overlooking. Our constitution this. needs like forty-seven amendments right now. <laughs> so this being one of them. So I'm sure Allison is going to. I'm about to lose my shit like a hundred times over. Allison is going to have something to say when I say this. To be fair, this did not ban abortions. It does throw it back into the states. Correct court to ban abortions within their state but guess what people so, are, like so how many states already had well, like trigger laws in yeah place? i'll get Talking into this pieces of shit so in theory this allows for residents to have a greater say in these laws having to do with abortion now now we get into trigger laws so yeah so a bunch of trigger laws went into went into effect now I was going to get into all of the states that had these trigger laws, and ugh, it's a mess at this point. Um, so as of July 3rd, as we're recording this, this is a big fucking huge mess. So... And honestly, like, more shit just keeps coming up, and I've been on the verge of a panic attack for a week now. Ten days now. It's just, it's just a mess. Like, I, I think I've been in one just really long panic attack. Like, I don't think it's it's stopped. Oh, girl. <laughs> you, you know where I sit. But anyway... <laughs> Um, some of these trigger laws have been in effect for longer than people have been alive. So, like, some of these laws, uh, from my understanding, like, Texas, and then there was another one, I can't remember. Probably Mississippi. Um, had trigger law, like, had a law. They put a law in place, starting with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, um, that has been around for 100 years. Now, technically, Texas's law goes in effect 30 days after the overturning, but it's still a trigger law that was is going to come in effect. Now, there are some laws that were new in anticipation of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which are like, I believe, like Missouri is one of them. Ohio was another one, I think, that was in anticipation of all of this. Um, and several did come into effect Immediately, So, like, the day that it happened, um, these states were banning abortions. Now, various, depending on the state, it bans abortions at various different times of the pregnancy. Um, and with the except, certain exceptions. Um, so, there's some states that have banned it, like, outright from the time of conception. Missouri is one of them with the exception of medical necessity. Um, there's ones uh, that are at like the six week period. So Ohio is at the six week period with no exception for rape or incest. 
I will get into, I will tell you a story that has officially happened, like, in the last few days. Like, I just have to be really honest. My heart has been broken, like, uh, 10,000 times in the last 10 days. Exactly. Just from stories that I've heard and the desperation and the not knowing and the fear of what's next and... Yeah. Woof. So... Officially, 13 states had trigger laws um, that came into effect from the time it happened to, you know, X amount of days after. Now, and then there are 26 states, so it would be 13 more states that have the possibility of restricting or banning abortion altogether. Indiana, where we live, is going to be one of them. Uh, There's a special assembly on July 25th. Uh, Several states, uh, the judges have, like, banned, like, not banned, but, like, uh, restricted, (laughs) restricted the bans. (laughs) So, like, Texas. They banned the ban. Yeah, Texas was, like, one that they've, like, restricted things. Uh, Florida, they overturned the ban. So they had a ban that went t- took it down from the point of viability to 15 weeks. And a judge has gone in and said that it violates their state's constitution because of the fact that in their constitution, they have written in there a right to privacy. <laughs> oh, also, I, I, I think I should say this or I try to say this at least once every episode, but fuck DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to put that in there. That now seems like the right time for that. Did we already talk about Texas? Because fuck Abbott, too. Yeah. (laughs) Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. There are states (laughs) um, that are not banning abortions. They're looking to expand expand it and provide funding for people to come to their states. Um, They're also looking to make laws that would not, would keep doctors... And people who have gotten abortions in their state from being prosecuted. Like, so they can't hand over all of this information to states that could potentially prosecute. So they're, like, working on a lot of stuff. Um, There's a couple states that are trying to um, put laws into place so a woman can't leave the state to get an abortion. (laughs) Which, from my understanding, like, violates commerce laws how can you prove you can't i don't not entrap a woman so i found this out last night and jesus fuck you guys i found this out last night and i didn't want to tell you about it because i didn't want to like scare you okay so there is a old law that somebody brought to my attention um it's called the man act Oh, my God. And it basically talks, it, I guess they've used this for, to prosecute sex trafficking, um, but it's a really old one, and it says that you can't bring women across, women or young children across state lines for immoral purposes. And somebody brought it to my attention that more than likely they're not going to do anything with the commerce or the travel acts that we have in our country but they can really fuck us over with the man act and this was a lawyer that said this and so i looked up the man act and i asked them i said 
so what does this mean? Because I am reading this. What do you think this means? And they said, immoral acts, very, very open to interpretation. So, I'm not trying to be alarmist. I'm just trying to explain to you some of the things that people are saying. (laughs) I almost wish that they wouldn't because I feel like the people doing this are really fucking stupid and we're just giving them loopholes. (laughs) I was actually, I actually said, don't, don't give these people ideas. Stop talking. Stop, stop giving these people ideas. Um, now there's also, I should also talk about the fact that, you know, there are states, like I said, that have banned it, but with medical exceptions and several, um, lawyers and doctors, nurses, they're probably terrified. There's a lot of people have said that, you know, with a lot of like wording, when it comes to state statutes and laws, um, you can argue a lot. Like, you can make arguments for a lot of stuff or um, argue around things. So, a lot of doctors are really scared. So, I can tell you from a healthcare standpoint, when it comes to healthcare, and things going wrong, seconds or minutes can literally mean life and death in a situation. And if you have a doctor who's looking at a law and it says medical necessity um, or imminent death, a lot of them are questioning at what point in time do we say that they're imminent in imminent death and can somebody argue against something else? And you can have multiple doctors that say, no, this is a medical emergency. This needs to happen. But then you have doctor over here that does not believe it's as big of a deal. <laughs> um, and the a judge can really... Excuse me while I just be over here speechless and infuriated. Yeah. This can cause a lot of fear and why doctors are afraid um there's been a couple situations one of them was a woman actually showed a picture of her belly she like she ruptured she just recently had an ectopic pregnancy the doctor was like on the phone with lawyers and that is so i'm sorry that that is so fucked up that they in an emergency situation they have to fucking consult an attorney before they're able to work and that's what i'm saying is like she lost a thousand cc's of blood. That's an entire <laughs> IV bag of blood. Like when I say IV bag, I mean like the saline IV bags, the huge fucking bags of saline. That would be like the equivalent of losing all of that. And she lost all of that into her abdomen and before that they even did anything to her. These, like, ectopic pregnancies can turn deadly extremely fast. And this is what I'm, why I tried to say, um, when you have hesitation, seconds, minutes can mean between life and death. Yeah. So, this is the problem some people have when we talk about these laws that say, you know, exceptions for medical necessity. Now we have lawmakers that are basically could potentially 
be making decisions about medical situations that they shouldn't even be involved in because they don't completely understand any of this. So I just thought I would share that lovely personal story. Yeah, that fucking pisses me off, dude. Um, also, most recently, um, this literally is in the news. You can find it all over. Um, there was a girl from Ohio, a 10-year-old rape victim who was six weeks and three days pregnant. They banned abortion at six weeks. She was a rape victim and they would not give her an abortion. 10 years old. She had to come below the age of consent for any state, for any fucking state. She is a baby. She had to come to the state of Indiana to get her abortion, which more than likely state of the state of Indiana at the end of the month is not going to it's going to have some severe restrictions as well. Mm. Um, there was also one that like they were that broke last night. Um, woman on Instagram who found out that she had like cancer and was advised that she needed to terminate her pregnancy also from Ohio and had to come to Indiana as well. So, these are, this is happening. This isn't, like, this isn't, we're not exaggerating. This is happening currently. Disgusting. Um, so, I wanted to talk about. This country is disgusting me. Like, I, ugh. Now, I wanted to talk about a couple of stories that I found online from different um, sources um, one of them, quite interesting. Uh, so this I pulled from The Guardian. It was a woman named Ann Hill. She was 22 years old at the time. I think it was 1967. Uh, she was a law student at Yale her first year. She found out that she was pregnant and she was not happy. Told the doctor she wanted an abortion. He said that they would have to go in front of like the hospital advisory board and they would have to prove that her life was in jeopardy obviously that was not the case so she um went to her local abortionist spent five hundred dollars in the 60s she said that this took place in an apartment building so not even a sterile medical facility They said they had a room set up almost like a dentist office. Um, Apparently, the abortionist had previously, she found out later that the abortionist had previously spent time in jail for manslaughter after killing a woman he performed an abortion on. Jesus, fuck. Jesus. And she said after she needed to go back to her original doctor because she kept having bleeding and pain that would not stop. She was hospitalized to be cleaned out. She was given antibiotics. Oh, Oh, my God. Um, she's went on then to like advocate for women's rights, obviously. Um, so she told her story. Uh, this is like a recent article in the Guardian. I found a couple stories from Miss Magazine of different women, a lot very similar, like <laughs> crochet hooks, um, leaving the country because they couldn't afford. Like, there was no places to go or they couldn't afford it. Um, so, one story 
that broke my heart was uh, this woman in ninth grade said a friend became pregnant by our AAU coach. I don't know what that is, but he threatened to kill her if she told how she became pregnant. She borrowed money from her friends and then went to the local abortionist. I'm like summarizing some of these stories. Sure. Um, she went to the local abortionist and then she died a week later in the girl's bathroom. Oh my God. She was 14 years old. Um, another story was um, when I was in middle, uh, in a Midwest high school, we pooled our babysitting money together to help our 16 year old friend fly to Mexico alone for an abortion at 16 yes her parents thought she was staying the night over at a friend's house oh my god um this man said i'm a 20 i'm a 62 year old man but i know that my single mother had no legal abortion in her teens before i was born she it that almost killed her she couldn't stop bleeding i'm surprised she was able to have another kid after that i know i'm i was surprised too um she, he said that she couldn't stop bleeding and couldn't go to the hospital because she would have been faced with criminal charges. All she could do was wait it out in a hotel room and her boyfriend collected newspapers for her to sit on to collect the blood. What the fuck, dude? Um, so, with all that being said, I wanted to just really quickly talk to you about some things uh that maybe you have not thought of with all that being said i just wanted to fucking vomit yeah um maybe you had not thought of um so there's several uh women's health lawyers that have come forth to talk about what you need to think about as women and if something were to happen um, just in general, as a woman, you need to delete your period tracking apps. All of that can be, all that information can be kept and st- subpoenaed um, in case there's like a criminal case. Um, I know that there's some talk about this app called the Star Starlight app or the Stardust app. Um, they said that they were encrypting everything. Apparently, they've realize that the encryption it's it's still going back to their servers well done so and a lot of privacy policies are just getting rid of certain verbiage in all these different apps privacy policies um basically to protect their own ass when they have to give all their shit to a prosecutor um these people have these uh, reproductive rights lawyers have talked about using VPNs or Tor and and Tor if you need to look up any sort of information in regard to where to find certain things or go to local libraries. Uh, I question that because I know that you have to provide your license. You, you also get- have to sign into the computers. Exactly. Somehow. Um, so, like, if you're a guest, you have to give them your ID. I know that, like, at my local library, you have to do that because I've had to use the library to print stuff off. Um, they, they su- charge you for that shit, too, like, by the page, right? Yeah. They suggest you use cash 
to buy any period or um, pregnancy test or stuff like that. Don't pull the cash out of the ATM. And then immediately, like, have a small stash of cash. Well, don't do, I mean, like, don't do it if, like, at the store that you're buying it at. Right. <laughs> um, but use cash. They suggest to use burner phones or prepaid credit cards. Don't use your credit card to buy any of those. <laughs> um, don't take your phone with you when you do any of this stuff. Like, I'm talking about shit that criminals do. Yeah. Yeah. No, because it is a crime now. Um, so, like, don't leave a paper trail. Don't leave a tech trail. Yeah. Um, don't use frequent or customer loyalty programs to purchase any of this stuff, even if you're doing it with cash. Don't text your friends, hey, I'm pregnant. What am I going to do? Yeah, I would say no. Don't do that. For sure. Apparently, there's, like, an app that, like, automatically deletes your text messages. Well, I think it's also, like, the Signal app or something like that. I don't remember. Um, I wouldn't even trust that. No, fuck no. (laughs) Um... Also, something I've been seeing on fucking social media. Don't offer to let people come camping at your house. Not on social media, my friend. Camping, hiking, whatever the fuck. We all know what it means. Don't, I live in California and you can come camping at my house. And you you have a nice place to camp here and exactly you can why recover women from your camping y- you can recover from your camping trip number one a point that was made that i thought was uh, didn't even think about <laughs> this but like number one like you you honestly don't think that they're gonna figure out what camping means everybody like we figured out what go brandon means yeah everybody knows Everybody's doing it right now. Everybody knows what camping means. Yeah, let's not hop on the bandwagon. So don't offer for camping. Um, You might end up prosecuted (laughs) for offering stuff. It's a fucking top secret subject, kids. Um, Also, don't go camping anywhere that people have offered it to you. Somebody, like I said, somebody made this point and I didn't even think about it. The people that could be offering it... Have not been vetted. It's entrapment. It could be entrapment. Yeah. You go there thinking that it's somebody that's willing to help you. And it might be a pro-lifer that wants to catch your ass. Or it could be a fucking serial murderer. Or it could be a serial killer. Don't do Um, dumb shit out of desperation. Yeah. There's places that you can find support. Um, The National Abortion Federation is one. I saw a... uh, a a tiktoker talking about this um her name is kiki kiki i can't remember anyway i'll find her and put her on instagram for you guys so you can go follow her um she has specifically said you need to get in touch now with like these abortion uh support people so you have a relationship started with them here's what because they have to vet me people is there's going to be people from like five different states traveling to one state to get an abortion there is no way in hell they have enough clinics and doctors to support that they're gonna be women 
on a waiting list to get an abortion. And eventually some of them are going to start timing out. Like they're not going to be able to do it anymore. Um, obviously you can support abortion funds, like provide your own support, uh, like monetarily. There's abortionfunds.org. There's Planned Parenthood. Um, you can help independent clinics at keepourclinics.org. Um, you can obviously, like, use hashtags to keep all of these, um, all of these topics continue to be talked about because I think other things are going to start being talked about and then we might forget it by the time November rolls around. Um, you can also register to vote if you've never voted before, um, because we're going to need your votes. Um, you can go to vote.gov and you can find out how to vote in your area. Sign a petition to impeach Clarence Thomas. Uh, sign petitions. Um, one thing that Allison wrote down was, uh, wearing green and green bandanas are, represent the right, uh, for women's reproductive rights. So, like, if you go and find a protest, you can wear your green bandana. I suggest... Do not use the red handprint over your mouth. Women... Yeah, that's taken. Women have been doing that, and that's actually for... Um, represents missing, murdered, and indigenous women. Um, that's what they use to fight for their rights. Um, yeah, so make plans. Just... You might not think that you are in you will ever need it. I'm just, you, you might not think you ever need it, um, yeah. but you might. And it's things to think about. Um, some things I also want to bring up. Um, what do we do from this point on? Uh, talking about like, what are our options politically at this point? It's so hard because this is the part that made me feel so, like, so defeated. Yeah. Because of the fact that, like, so much at this point might be a long game that we play. Like, so the Democrats can go in and they could codify uh, abortions for like, federally, at a federal level. The problem is, is that um, it's probably going to always pop back to SCOTUS with states going back to the Supreme Court saying this is infringing upon the state's rights. And given the fact that they have um, already ruled that this is a state issue, um, it's going to continue to be a, a problem. Um there's also the filibuster issue. <laughs> we have to end a filibuster to even do something like that. And I found out, which um, the filibuster, for those of you that really have never like looked into what exactly the filibuster is, but like it, if you put something on the table to be voted for in the um, Senate, you need 60% uh, or 
technically three-fourths of the vote in order to pass the vote. And you can basically debate it until you have three-fourths of the vote. So that would be 60 of our representatives um, out of 100. Normally, if you don't have a filibuster, it's 50. The thing I found out is that to overturn the filibuster, they can filibuster the filibuster. So they can decide they're going to filibuster this topic until they have a filibuster. (laughs) I was like, I want to (laughs) cry. What is... This is why the... This is the problem that they're saying that, like, the checks and balances in our country have been... I'm laughing because I'm upset. Yeah. Um, Because it's going to keep me from crying. Um, Yeah. The checks and balances in our country has... have been fucked. Um, I... I, It's... It's hard to say what is going to happen. Like I said, this might be a long-term game we have to play which means that we have to get possibly judges in there somebody said um if democrats come into office um in november with and giving us a super majority in senate we can possibly expand the court but another thing that i had seen basically said that the next time the Republicans get in office, they can expand the court too. So this could be like a continuous thing <laughs> that keeps happening. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Um, yeah. So this might be a long-term game we have to play. I don't know. So yeah. Um, didn't mean to depress you at the end. <laughs> Another thing I want everybody to be aware of that I don't think is being talked about so much is uh I think it's Moore versus Harper or Harper versus Moore um I can't remember which one it is um that gives the rights for legislators to handle um elections in states also it would give them the rights to if an elector if like the populist vote votes in favor of one candidate they can like overrule and set their electoral votes to the other candidate so it basically overrules the popular vote um scotus will be hearing that in october uh scotus is also going to be hearing another one uh for indigenous children the in our country indigenous children can't go like if it's foster or adopted they can't go to other um they can't go to anybody other than in indigenous families in order to preserve their culture they're going to be hearing whether or not that that's okay or not if they can change that I, I don't remember uh, what the name of that is. Just so everybody knows, there are places all around the world that will actually pay you to move there that have better fucking abortion access and, like, care for their citizens better than the United States. So, um, you know, do your research. 
Um, but yeah, this was meant to be a mini episode. Obviously, this did not turn into a mini. No, episode. because I'm we're both very passionate about this subject. Uh, so. But I thought I would bring those last few up. So I'm sorry if I ended up depressing you. We're all fucking depressed and hopeless, anyways. But at least now we're educated and depressed and hopeless, <laughs> right? Um. All right. So I have. Did was there anything else you wanted to say specifically to Roe? No, uh, sources. I got my sources from various different places. I was looking at Vox.com. I was looking at Washington Post. Um, the uh, the New York, the New Yorker. Okay, maybe, maybe I don't remember. I sent you a bunch of shit from all over the world. So I didn't even write all of this down. Like I said, a Miss Magazine. Uh, for those stories, The Guardian. Um. God, I think I was, like, reading pretty much everywhere. The Hill was another one I got the the story about the little, the 10-year-old, although that is literally all over the news. They're reporting it everywhere. Yeah, it's a big deal. Because, I mean, she's, like, the face of why this is a fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you, because I, I feel more educated. I don't feel more hopeful, but what I can say <laughs> is now is not the time to choose the freeze of the fight and flight. options now is the time to fight stand up act find a protest wear green sign petitions donate do whatever you can whatever you can i guarantee you there will be some sort of like underground organization because women are badasses and we will not we will not sit the fuck down prior to um Roe being passed it was the Jane Collective oh yeah that's a good one Mm -hmm. there is a docu a documentary called the Janes I watched it on HBO Max I think it's available on Hulu as well but so good so informative and that's about like the underground um things and the options that they had pre pre pre-Roe so that's really good I watched a bunch um or, yeah, I Am Jane Roe, I think, is another one. Um, there's some good ones out there, guys. Um, um, also, A Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> so, like, the whole point, like, I would say to all of this would be that, um, as I said earlier, you may not think that you will ever need to be in this position, uh, but just make a plan just in case and have if, a go bag if you're have a true, an emergency fund if you're a true crimer um you've probably heard and seen enough on where criminals have gone wrong uh utilize that knowledge to your best get your passport <laughs> that's a big deal get your passport that's on that's going on the list okay but anything yeah. else about that Ah, uh, not that I can think of. All right, you ready to do missing kid? Yes. Let's talk about a missing child All before right. we leave. So I kind of just like when I do these, go on to the Center for Missing and Exploited Children and look at the missing posters. And I did, normally I'll pick a recent one, but I found one that actually is two children that went missing together, mm-hmm. like way back. And there's age progression photos and stuff available. So I did want to do that this time. So we're doing something a little different. On September 13th, 1962, Two children went missing from Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. One was Diane Moon, 
Female, born September 5th, 1955. She's white, blonde, blue eyes. She was 3'11 and 79 pounds at the time she went missing. Today, she would be 66 years old. They have age progression photos. Uh, they were the other child is um, Mark Yoli. Mark, his birthday is January 9th, 1960. He would now be 62. He was a white male with brown hair and brown eyes. There is an age progression photo of him as well. They were last seen playing at a playground on September 13th, 1962. Diane was last seen wearing a white or printed blouse and shorts. And Mark was last seen wearing a t-shirt and brown shorts. If you have any information about this or you think you might be Mark or Diane, please do not hesitate. Anyone having information should contact 911 or 1-800-THE-LOST or the Onslow County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina at one 910 455-3113. And we will post pictures of the children when they went missing as well as their age progression photos on our, um, in our what is the, th Instagram. I'm like, Facebook, TikTok? What, a, what, what, what? <laughs> yeah. um, so that is the missing children. Basically, this entire episode was out cur about current events. Yep. <laughs> um, we talked about movies, shows, podcasts, books. Um. So uh, you can find us on social media, various different places. You can listen to us various different places. You can listen to us on Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, slash Audible, uh, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. If you are listening to us, you probably found us. So. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Yes rate us please the ratings help give us all of the five stars yes <laughs> uh you can email us at murderpornpodcast at gmail.com um our website is murderpornpodcast.podbean.com uh our instagram is murderppodcast um because they wouldn't let us put murder porn yeah apparently the words murder and porn are strictly <laughs> <laughs> We can hashtag murder porn. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Anyway. Whoops. <laughs> just want to find. I knew we would run up against things, but honestly, the name is so innocent. So go listen to our first episode so you can understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we do have a link tree in our IG bio and also on our website. So we like have merch. Uh, oh, and we're some good ass merch in the works kids yeah. we have our like the merch would be nice if you would support us because yeah. we are gonna need new mics yeah here. i'm for sure going to be purchasing um a crew deck and also maybe a pint glass and also maybe some coasters right. and also maybe some t-shirts yeah <laughs> We're going to be uh, like literally just wear our, our logo all over yourself body. Yeah. I kind of want a baseball hat. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, we're going to we're working on Patreon. I, I'm sorry. I didn't do enough for that. I've been really depressed. <laughs> Good. 
girl, same. I don't blame you at all. We all have to just kind of be understanding. All of us are in burnout mode. All of us are fucking terrified. Care for your neighbor. Check on the ones that normally are strong and independent. Like, I personally have been super fucked up over this. Plus, there's a lot of just other stuff going on in my life. When I was, one of the things I was just thinking of not too long ago was that at some point in time we might end up taking down this particular episode podcast just because our advice might become illegal. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. But right now it ain't, so. <laughs> anyway. Well, you can't. Freedom of speech is a thing. Does not mean freedom from consequences. I guess. Anyway, uh, so I have an IG it, the IG is also like both of our IGs are attached to our our Instagram. So Courtney underscore Ann zero point one is mine, and then Allison's is Allison underscore Wonderland. The O in Wonderland is actually a zero, and the E in Wonderland is a three, not a nine. <laughs> I know. Wrong. You know what? You know what? Can you edit it on there for me so yes. I can correct it? Uh, even though I did that last time and still didn't correct it. That's funny as hell. I don't even know my own Instagram handle. I do. I don't know last how. Last time I was like, there's no numbers in it. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, I also have a TikTok. I talk about missing children, uh, missing people. Um, current events. Current events. All that fun junk. Also uh, just like really funny bullshit sometimes. Yeah, I talked about. You know, like uh, OnlyFans. Every once day. in a while, she'll plug the pod. Yeah. Uh, Courtney underscore Ann 1.0 is my TikTok. Um, once again, haven't been posting there much this week because I've been super depressed. Yeah. Anyway, so that is it. That is all. All right. Uh, Next episode is me. My story, and I'm telling the story of the lovely Lindsay Buziak. Which technically will be today. We will be recording. That. Yeah, I need to go pee first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, uh, be good people, make good choices, don't murder people, that whole fucking jazz. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.